Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. This is your girl, J-O-E. I'm back with another episode of Shit Under My Nails, and I have a special guest. Who's here? <laughs> Come on, introduce yourself. Body by Oz. Um, hello. Uh, it is I, Body by Ozzy. Um, better known as Terrence Osborne. Mr. Terrence Osborne. At this current moment, you have a total of 226K followers mm-hmm. on TikTok. Okay. The ultimate influencer. I mean, that's what I read <laughs> in your bio anyway. You know, I'm a little nosy. Tell me about this whole, I guess it was like a movement. It kind of started back in the. Uh, 2007, 2018, it was either beast mode or body. Yeah. I'm a little nosy, so. Um, so, it actually is Grind. That's the actual movement. Um, it is my fitness brand with my co-owner, who is my best friend, my salty love on all social platforms, um, better known as Simone to me. Um, we met randomly. We are still not sure how we met through social media, um, but we both were on a fitness journey. I've been on one for a while, and she was starting a brand new one, and we just kind of connected on it um, and decided, like, we're both super serious about this, and one day she was like, you could be bigger. You could be motivational. I was like, no, nah, I'm just a gym rat, and I like to, you know, do things, but that coupled with how I just live my life, whether it's working, loving, or partying, it became a thing. So we kind of settled on the brand purpose, purpose go, because everything needs to be done on purpose and intentionally. Um, so we came up with grind from that. And since then, by being the person who is part of grind, I just kind of fell into myself um, as body by was it started as a joke man i really was like oh it's a lot of gym rat people and they're body by something i was like i'll go with body by ozzy and now i'm stuck <laughs> i mean it's not really a bad movement i definitely um i like it i like the whole tenacity of the the entire situation and how it was formed and grind is a uh mm, Grind is a, a, a universal term, mm-hmm. and it can be fitting to so many different things, but definitely, especially the body, body, mind, and soul. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good thing. Now, you did make a comment, which made me feel like you were a very, um, very humble person. Mm. And you just tell me if you remember you saying this, because you said it. Okay. Okay, I am not a coach, a personal trainer, fitness model, not even a fit freak. I'm just a person who decided to experiment, but I tried a few things, and I'm still learning. You remember when you said that? I do. Um, I only remember it because it's one of the things, I mean, I say a lot of things that just randomly come out, you know, that come off the top, but that was one of the things that when I said it, I really meant it. Um, and I live by it. Um, I'm not what a lot of people come to me and think. Like, I've had people say, oh, man, 
you probably only eat green stuff and drink green smoothies. I was like, baby girl, I love donuts. I love pizza. I'm a very regular person. But I do, you know, I think a lot of people in their adulthood realize, like, this is a better way. And this is the way I was taught. And some of us are in that transition to being the best version of ourselves. But that transition is the journey. And you got to really stop and pay attention to that. Hmm. Very much so. Um, You did say something about donuts. I want to say happy belated donut day to all the people out there. It was also National Bonnet Day. Was it? Was that in conclusion with Donut Day? It wasn't, but the thing is, is like I've had on a donut. I've had a donut and had a bonnet on. You did in the last twenty four hours. Huh? So you're about the whole the different trends and. If I don't show you me, you know, partying. You will see what donut shop I went to, and you will see what gym I went to. I feel like. Out of all the things people share on social media, um, that's who I am. And some people will like it, some people won't care about it, but everybody on their own social media will show you what they love. Um, and, I mean, I can't show you the negative things that I don't do. You know what I'm saying? I got friends who smoke, and that's what you're going to see every time you, you log in. I got friends who drink a lot, and that's what you're going to see. But, you know, I'm a gym person that loves donuts. And bonnets. <laughs> um so lately i i kind of sort of been watching you because lately you've been taking more of a stance um just on i guess relationship yeah. advice yeah you are a married man mm-hmm. and people have had some some things to say mm-hmm. about what you post it's a lot <sighs> How do you, okay, so how do you take the negative with the positive? Because you kept getting, when I first came across you, you kept getting the, ain't you married? Yeah, man. Uh, shout out to Melanated Rainbow. Um, hashtag ain't you married. Hashtag AYM. Um, I told somebody once, man, I don't really have a thing that's my cliche or something that I'm harping on, but sometimes once you speak on something, mm-hmm. people have a lot to say about it, which keeps you kind of in that realm sometimes. Um, and relationships is one of those things. It's another one of those things that I've experimented with. I've been up and down. I've been through a lot with relationships. And I think I say things that a lot of people think, but a lot of people can't say or aren't willing to say because, you know, you don't know who's on their platform. You don't know how they feel personally about being a public person. Mm-hmm. Um, but my line of work and my life, I, I'm a public person. So, you know, stepping in front of people to speak is kind of like my job. It's something that I'm going to have to do. So it comes kind of naturally. So if you ask me about a situation that I know about, yeah, I got plenty to say about it. Uh, I'm not telling you what you have to do. I'm just telling you, hey, this is where I stand on the situation. Right. So, I can hear that. And I will have to edit that out, so you know. But anyway. So, I, just me personally, right? There's been a lot of different um, 
male figures that have given advice, especially on relationships that has been going down in the fucking dump. Mm-hmm. Yes. And people are actually really, really mad because these were supposed to be the renaissance men and the men that you hold to the highest of the highest. Mm-hmm. But, and this is just my own personal opinion, I just feel like I would rather get advice from a motherfucker who is reckless than a person who is so careful. Yeah, I can see that. Um, it's kind of like the age old, like, I can't trust you if your hand's not dirty. Okay. Uh, there is definitely a market for men who say and do what women want. It's been a market for that since the beginning of time. And I mean, on the flip side, women have the same. It's a woman that says everything that's pro-men and men clap for. I like to say if if everybody's clapping for you and it's the opposite race or it's the opposite sex, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that you're right. It doesn't mean you're wrong all the time either, but if none of the people that are like you are behind you, it's probably a sign that something might not be completely right. The best way to be when you're speaking is to be 50-50. Um, you need to be able to say, hey, this is how I feel about both sides. This is what we can do to fix both sides. And in social media, it's a lot of men who only address how to be the perfect man for the perfect woman. Or they say, hey, men are trash. And if you really wanted to help women as a man, you would talk to men. You wouldn't talk about men. And that goes the same for women. If you if you want to help women get to the top, you don't say how bad they suck. You say, hey, this is what we can do. This is what I've seen or heard. Um, but, hey, you got to get your coin how you make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, you, if you're a woman and you believe that a man is perfect, I suggest the first question you ask is, where is the woman? You can't be God's gift to women and not have a woman. Pretty strange. It's pretty strange. Um, and for a long time, one of the people that went down in flames, I asked about because for a very long time, I couldn't tell that there was a woman. And when I finally did realize it was a woman, it was after the smoke had cleared. And I was like, see? What are you talking about? Mr. Jackson, wow. WWDJ. You know what's so what crazy? What Jackson do? I definitely did get his card game. Because for me, I am pro-black. That's me. I'm here to support black businesses. I was not mad that I spent my coin with that man. I just was like, well, what can you expect? I don't expect nothing less. Like, there's no way in hell shit, fuck, or high glory. You're You're giving me some type of advice on the man that I should not deal with without either being that man, being around that man, or being raised by that man. So I don't have any problems with anybody that, you know, uh, paid attention to him. Um, he's a very smart man, um, just like a lot of the other people that are, you know, upsetting the world. Dr. Umar, I love Dr. Umar. Um, Kevin Samuels is another person that I don't know much about, but all these people say great points. But you got to realize that we are all human. Everything that anybody you're looking up to can say, you can come to on your um, and you have to realize, like, most of the, the wisest people in the world make mistakes. You just ain't seen them yet. And I think the problem with the world we live in today is a person can go on camera, a person can go on the radio, and they can be perfect. And when they clock out, we don't know what they do. We don't know who they are. We got to take what they gave us. If I say, hey, I'm a multimillionaire and I love trees, when I clock out, you don't know that I chopped the tree down. 
Very, very valid point. Uh, well, you took most of what I had. <laughs> You're a South Carolina native. That I am. South Carolina. They suck. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, my state is a. a sucky. State. It has a checkered past, but most Southern states do, <laughs> if not all of our country. You can't be modern black, as I like to call it, or pro-black without knowing the things that could make you angry about our states and or country. Hmm. Hmm. Right. In 2017, you went down to Houston mm-hmm. to help rebuild. Did you go based upon that was just something you wanted to do, or did you go with your team, as in the Army or your group? It was actually both. Um, so the world was watching when Houston got hit by Hurricane Harvey. A lot of people felt like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. A lot of people looked to, you know, the news and other ways to figure out, hey, how can I how can I help? And I was one of those people, but I didn't know what to do. I didn't have family there. I didn't have connections there. Um, but it just so happens that my unit was filled with people, and my unit is kind of like that, like a lot of units in the military, that they care very heavily. Mm-hmm. And when they care, they find a way to step into action. Um, so they kind of took it upon themselves to say, how can we physically do what we know how to do? How can we be who we already are without giant sums of money or connecting to, like, you know, through the internet? How can we lift stuff? How can we move stuff? How can we be present? Um, and we kind of went into a room, a giant group of us, and said, who can do it? Who can go right now? Who's willing? Who has trucks? Who has time? Who has a want? Right away, I was like, I mean, this is a no-brainer. It's not something that's going to be impossible to do. It's clearly something that we all want to do because we're sitting in this room. So we just said, fuck it, we're going tonight. And we did. And honestly, it was a a crazy experience, a very hard-to-see thing, while also being one of the most powerful experiences I ever ever witnessed. Mm -hmm. Um, Shout out to Houston, Texas, man. I went down there and... Through a tragedy, it was so much love for my first time that it was something that I would have never imagined, especially during the time that they were going through. So Houston is a, a magical, fucking wonderful place, and I got nothing, love, nothing but love for Houston. Mm-hmm. Deep in there. Mm-hmm. Get in there, get in there. <laughs> so... Do you really, I, I mean, I just really want to know, do you take yourself seriously as a content creator? <laughs> I'm just being honest. Because some of the shit, I just oh, be like. Oh, man, the way I just laughed. Um, that's how I laugh at myself. So often I get into very small spats, if you will, with people who feel like I am a, um influencer. You are. No, I'm not. I'm a dude who. I know how to work my camera. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So when you say it, um, one, I had to start thinking of myself as a creator um, because there are small moments where I am upset, not so much at people, but I am upset at um, platforms. I'm upset at 
society. I'm upset with circumstances. Um, recently, before February, TikTok had a major thing with suppressing black people so much so that they yeah, made yeah. a formal apology. And then right after that said, hey, we're going to make a black contest. I was like, this is some crap. So you go from not showing us to saying, I want y'all to dance around and submit it and we'll choose who's the best dancer. That was that was bull. So things like that make me take myself serious as a creator. Like we really are people who put a lot into the world, whether it's our music, our dance, our conversations, our um, issues. You can't get anywhere in this country without looking at the contribution of black people. Um, but when it comes to being an influencer, that's a term I have yet to really take on and really say that I, I fall into that category. I've had other people say, hey, you should or shouldn't do this. And you should or shouldn't respond to this. And you should or shouldn't post that. And sometimes it's very tricky to go from being a regular person to a person where other people feel like if you would just say this or if you would just do this. Um, so sometimes I don't think I'm an influencer, but I do understand the power of social media. Um, and I'd be ignorant to say I don't see the amount of people I reach. I imagine I'm in a stadium and every number of followers is a person sitting there. So I can't say that if I say something out loud that nobody's going to take that to heart. Yeah, you get a flack every day. I just, I, I'm just somebody that just sits back in the background and I just kind of watch from afar. Because sometimes you don't want to be near the flame. Kind of, sort of. Can't have a good barbecue without a flame, though. Mm. Deal with your shit. Uh, you you keep making me lose my train of thought. Cause you're an idiot. I apologize. Fucking <laughs> idiot. All right, so you're a girl dad. You're in the army. You're a husband. You're a brother. Would you not consider yourself the Renaissance man? No. Why? No. I posted one of one of the videos that has flames around it right now, and I asked a question to women. <laughs> what would you call, and let's just summarize it, a man like me. And it wasn't for a pat on the back. It was to show that I exist in other men. I exist around the world. I exist in a lot of places, but sometimes we just don't think about it because like you said, somebody said you don't get a pat on the back for doing what you're supposed to. And that's how my mom raised me. So I don't need a pat on the back. Somebody said, oh, look, you're doing normal adult stuff. Do you want a cookie? I said, yeah, I love cookies. Because, because so often we get this idea that and I hate to get deep, but black dads don't exist. It's been a picture that's been painted since almost the 60s. Mm-hmm. people fail to realize that it was a real agenda to make that a thing. We took black dads off of TV. We, black, we took black dads off of movies. When you look at social media, that's not what you're going to see if you log into social media. It's not going to be. But then you see R.I.P. Kobe Bryant. You see Kobe Bryant step up and say, hey, I'm a girl dad. And the world's like, hashtag girl dads. How can we make something a hashtag if we don't exist? Um... So I, I kind of just think that I'm a very normal man in a world where people kind of don't look at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
this. We don't need a high five, but we also don't need to be overlooked because nobody wants to be invisible. Right. Me and you, we had a conversation yesterday. And the conversation we were talking about how, what was it, like women? I know where you're going. I'm just, because I want to get the, your outlook on this. I don't this. know how to describe what that, I don't know what to make the topic. It was kind of about the gender gap and how men feel about women and women feel about women. Yeah. Yeah, outlook on those type of topics is uh, sometimes I feel like it's kind of sort of one-sided. Probably I'm a man, so most things are biased in the world. You talk to a woman about men, it's going to feel one-sided. But Not me. I want to not be one-sided. That's why I keep opening up the conversation. All women are one-sided, just men. <laughs> and that, my friends, is what bias looks like. <laughs> I'm just saying the things and the topics that you are bringing up, not only on social media, which I feel like everybody should just go ahead and just go follow you on Instagram because the Instagram to TikTok ratio is just not making sense. It is. It's, uh, my Instagram is a lot of fitness, and sometimes people just want to see people dance. So you know, you don't want to dance. Not on my Instagram. Um, Okay. You dance on TikTok. I feel like you might as well give give me what I'm asking for. Well, for people listening, it's Body by Ozzy on both. Body by Ozzy one on TikTok. Um, but about the conversation, I was just saying, I think there's a giant gap between the genders. I think if you scroll social media, you'll see a lot of women who are upset with me. And if you scroll a little bit more, you'll see a lot of men who got something to say about like, we don't have to sit at the same table sooner or later to keep the world rolling. Absolutely. Um, I think men have it easier, and I will say it's due to the way we've treated women in the past. We kind of had a stronghold on the world for a very long time, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it allowed men to be able to admit things and say things very plainly. We can just say what the fuck we feel, and if you don't like it, I'm a man, and we walk off like cavemen. But now that we're trying to push equality, a lot of women are still living in the idea. The past generation said, hey, this is how you're supposed to talk. These are the things you're allowed to say. This is the way you're supposed to act. So a lot of women are fighting what they actually feel or what they would admit if it wasn't men around or if it wasn't strangers around. The way a woman talks to her group of friends in the chat is very different than the way a woman talks to a man. Unless that man is her male best friend, because a female's <laughs> best friend as a man gets a very different version of her than the man she wants to live forever with. And that's sad. I'm going to give you 100 years, and I'm going to get this edited version, but this person gets the raw, uncut you. But people say, I want to be in love with my best friend. Then can you talk to them like your best friend? I ain't going to care. I do want to be in love with my best friend, but uh, there are things that me and my best friend talk about and things that I've done Mm -hmm. that I don't feel like is appropriate for my mate. And that's understandable. That's very understandable. So then I challenge women to say, 
hey, let's stop saying things that we've seen on postcards like, I want to marry my best friend. Because you shouldn't say, I want a person who's going to take on every role that I've ever seen in my life. It's okay to say, no, I need somebody that's my mom, but I need somebody who's my friend. I need somebody who's my lover. Because they all get different responsibilities. They all get different uh, credits, if you will. You get coins and you can use them for this. Your best friend can say, hey, girl, you don't you don't look too good when you wear this. Your man can't say that. You want your man to say, damn, babe, you fine. So allow him to stay in that realm. No, I don't. Tell me if I look fat. Tell me. To a degree. I'm going to tell you why. Because I had a conversation with a couple of different men in Georgia. Georgia. <sighs> Let me tell you, that the whole conversation was really nice. The reason why I say it was intense was because I had a conversation with a guy. He told me, he said, when a man says that he does not want a relationship, that means he don't want a relationship with you. I saw that uh, response. And I said, tell me so that I can move on to the next. In my head, and sometimes I have to. Remind myself that I am a woman. I'm not a man. Because sometimes you men, y'all y'all will sit there and try to go through different hoops and all this other shit just yeah. to get what the woman wants. Yeah. So when men would tell me they're not ready for a relationship, but they would tell me what type of woman that they wanted, I would try to alternate who I was yeah. just to fit the bill. And it just it didn't it didn't work out because I'm still single. <laughs> still single as hell well someone recently told me the ratio of men to women so that doesn't necessarily mean that's the reason you're single and from speaking to my best friend whenever I say hey this is how women are she'll be like whoa wait your homeboys is doing the same shit it's almost 8 billion people walking the planet there is not too many things that is exclusive to any gender or race or sex or ethnicity um women try to be who men want but men try to be who women want all the time um men like i said are more vocal sometimes when we say hey this ain't what i want but i've been in a situation where a woman literally that i had been with before and wanted to be with in the future sitting was like i'm super upset because the dude turned me down today i was like but i'm a i'm a i'm a dude sitting right in front of you she was like yeah i can't believe them I was just so furiated. And I was like, wow. <laughs> so us going shopping and all this stuff and me cooking right now in this house, you just going to tell me about a dude that turned you down. Cool. Um, but men try. You tell a man he's not strong enough. He might not tell you that he felt the way, but all of a sudden he's secretly sneaking to the gym. Men, we do things to cater women. That's the way of the world. You want to be what someone wants. I mean, I really don't. Mm. We drive sports cars just because we like sports cars. It originated. I hope so. Somewhere. I would. Yeah, but the nicest car. Because I don't want you to. Go. I don't want you to sit up here and have this nice ass car for me, and then I'd be like, "All right, baby, let the alternator is fucked up, and you don't you know nothing about it." Look at the first Chevy commercial. A man got a woman. If you look at the first Buick commercial, it was a man putting his family in a car. Everything from the time we were young boys is about how to be 
the men that were before you. So every boy is trying to be his father or trying to be the father that wasn't there. So if your father was missing and you were raised by a woman, you're trying to be a good man for a woman. If your father was there, you're trying to match what you thought was a good man for a woman. Nobody ever says, well, I'm going to just do random shit. No, you're trying to be a man. From the time we are old enough to walk, it's like, I'm strong. I'm big. Look at my muscles. Look at this. I'm a big boy. I am trying to be a man. And the only thing that we know is what we've seen. So if you didn't see it in person, you saw it on TV. It takes a while to just say, right, fuck it, I'm going to live. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to be a fuck boy on purpose. <laughs> we don't set out to be <laughs> fuck boys. <laughs> we don't. We'll just fuck up all the bitches' lives. Yeah. We don't try. But I feel like when it comes to certain situations, like I've met, I've, I got homeboys that literally will sit there and fuck hella bitches and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so alone and miserable. You get all emotional and shit with me. Yeah. You ready for the dinger though? They don't tell them bitches that they cake into that I fuck mad bitches and I just want love. Your male friend can tell you some crazy shit that you can't tell your lover. That's how I feel. I if you. you are in these guts <laughs> and you do wow. not want me, because I'm talking about I'm a hell of a handful. Oh, I'm talking man. about, yeah, I'm fun. I like to laugh. I like to do all that good shit. But if you are in my guts, expect me to try to be in your life. Right. More than just your friend. But that's the thing. Men want y'all. We want to put strollers that we don't actually like y'all. We like the fuck out of y'all. When we did, before we get in y'all guts, y'all super dope. After we get in y'all guts, y'all be like, all right, you can't talk to me like we was friends. Because literally before I got in your guts, I be like, yo, let's go to the mall. You was like, look at her. I was like, I know. I see her. We go to a park and we on a roller coaster. It was fun for both of us. As soon as we started dating. No. If I wasn't with you, I wouldn't even wanted to go. No. Getting in them guts changes a lot for both parties. No. And I'm going to tell you why. The reason why it does not change is because it takes the other party, whether it's the man or the woman, to put that little hope. If you put a little hope on the table, that's when shit fuck up. It ain't got nothing to do. We could be beating guts all motherfucking night. But we can't. You do it. But we can't. The best sex. I'm about to say, let me get close to this mic like Jill Scott. The best sex is when you feel something. Like, y'all, a lot of women imagine fuck boys is the ones that just walk in the club and like, oh, I like you, let's go. That don't work for us. Y'all know it don't. Y'all with y'all homegirls, she mean as fuck. Y'all already had a plan. The average dude that walks in a club and leaves with a chick is super rare. And she ain't the bad bitch. She ain't the cool one. She ain't the one that we like. So, in order to have amazing, passionate, oh, my God, I think I like this dude, sex, we have to invest in y'all, and y'all have to invest in us, because it's always better with a little investment. Like, I'll put it to you like this. I tell people this all the time, and a lot of women don't admit it until I say, like, ping-pings. I don't know if I can say penis. Yeah, this a, yeah, this an explicit. Oh, so well. You can say how let's you say, feel. Women like to say, oh, no, you can have sex with no strings attached. I'll put it to you like this. You can take a dick. You can take Three dicks and they all look alike because dicks that look alike, you know, same porn. You can take a dick and send it to a woman, she's like, Oh, it's just a dick, like, I don't give a fuck. But the dick you like, that shit pretty, that shit pretty as fuck. <laughs> Guess why? Guess why? Because you feel something for that dick. 
that dick is attached to somebody. But also that same dick that you was once in love with a year ago when he fucked up and y'all decided y'all weren't going to talk no more. If he send that same dick that had you flipping over the fucking car after you over him, like, I wish he didn't send this ugly motherfucker. That's the same dick. Things don't mean shit if there's not some form of attachment. When a woman kisses you and she likes you, it's way different than if it's just a bitch that smoked Newports at the club. It's way different. That attachment, <laughs> that feeling is what the passion is. Sex is sex. That's why... People who've been with multiple partners, you have partners that you don't give a fuck about no more. You can have three partners. You're like, I don't need to ever see that motherfucker again. Because the attachment left. So now they're just a body. But if that body is still somebody you care about, that body's sexy again. Mm. Yes and no. I've had it. I've had multiple situations. Mm-hmm. I am a woman that is looking to be got. <laughs> I've had a situation where I did meet a guy. He was one of my followers from another platform when I was really big on that platform. And it started out good. Mm-hmm. He was doing something that a lot of the others wasn't doing. He was cashing me out. Taking flights. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't something that I was used to. It was a setup. Was it? Yes. Or did he make a connection because he also... So one fuckboy thing men do. Set up. We force connections sometimes. Or we go into situations where we know I will make a connection with this person. If I took two twins and I felt like one is going to connect with me. Outside of just sex, I'm going to say the things she want to hear. If she like talking about fucking donuts, I'm going to talk about donuts. If this one don't eat donuts, bitch, I know y'all look just alike, but I can't rock with you because we ain't going to have a good conversation. So this sex would be trash even though they look alike. Connections are a big deal. Connections is the fun part because the greatest sex that you usually had, it's fun. Like, not you ain't have to laugh, but it was fun. You like, I enjoyed this shit. Why did you enjoy it? Because y'all had a connection. It's very rare that you can be like, I'm going to beat these guts. I'm not going to talk to her. I'm not going to look at her. She better not turn around. And that shit still was fire. No, that shit wasn't fire, bro. What? That shit get, was trash. Get the fuck you out. You can hit Beauty Dior, Pinky, and Cherokee right now as a man. And if you don't look in her eyes, that shit was trash. You could hit a basic bitch with, oh, okay, but it's, it's, it's look. That, that bitch took my goddamn soul. That shit was fire. Cause when you talk about lights, pussy is pussy and dick is dick. Only oh, fuck how cute it was, how pretty it was. If the lights out, bitch, did it reach or didn't it? So if we both got seven inches, why you like me more than him? Because when we got done, I got a hot washcloth. Cared about you a little bit. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. It's, it's people right now who is wholeheartedly married and in love with a motherfucker. Like right now, that dick don't mean shit to them. That pussy ain't nothing. <laughs> Motherfucker be like, I hope she better not send that shit to me. I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> so as a married man, do you still date your wife? Like, do y'all still? Big facts. Big yeah. facts. Um, I went through an era where men get complacent too. Women get complacent too. Like I said, nothing's exclusive to a gender. I got complacent before a while ago. Um, I think my second child was 
And it just felt like this is what we're doing. This is life. But instead of celebrating life or saying, hey, this is my life, you're just like, mm, this is life. So you stop doing things um, and it'll dwindle. And then you will find a bunch of reasons to say, this is why I didn't dwindle. This is what happened. This is what happened. Um, and then you get so used to being a mom or a dad or a wife or a husband that you forget that y'all was once two people that didn't have those titles. And those are the two people that fell in love, right? Um, and then recently we rediscovered like, okay, I still like your motherfucking ass. You still fun. I still, you know what I'm saying? Like you get to a point where you like, I can't see my life without a person, whether it's your parent, best friend. Uh, it's people that, if your dog disappeared right now, you're like, oh, shit, I ain't seen this dog in goddamn hour. What the fuck is he doing? When you get to a point where you can't see yourself without a person and you're that invested, you you do want to see, like, hey, I like when that motherfucker laughs. You know what I'm saying? Like, even your best friend, if you was to go see your female best friend right now and you know, like, when I get her on that gray goose, she started dancing and we, hey, you want to see that because you care about that person's happiness. Right. Just them dancing, you like, I'm about to, I'm about to hype my best friend up. When she dance, something in me wants to jump around. People stop being that way when they get too into the relationship part and the friendship fades. When you get back to the friendship, you say, hey, man, I just like seeing this motherfucker laugh or in a good space. The relationship comes back alive, man. Um, so we we do dates. Um, we set aside movies. And that's another thing. A lot of people, when they're in relationships, you automatically think, well, you like me, I like you, so we know what the fuck we like, right? Right. But you don't realize that motherfucker like horror and you like comedy. And it takes a while before people say, we got to find something in the middle. I don't necessarily have to watch what you want because I'm going to be bored. If you watch what I watch, you're going to be bored. How about we find something that's a little funny and a little scary? Because they make that shit. So we got to a point where we're like, hey, you watch that shit, and I watch this shit, and then we'll, we'll come in the middle, and we'll watch this thing that we both are into, whether it's crime or it's some kind of docu-series or whatever. Mm -hmm. But here is where we'll spend good quality time where nobody's actually not invested, and people got to come to a mutual investment. Yeah. Your outlook on relationships is just very interesting. I see is, a dude. lot of controversy. If you come in the wrong time, you be like, he hate women. Oh my God, he don't like girls. <laughs> and if you come another time, you're going to see some shit, you be like, oh, he loves females. Ain't he married? It's very managed. <laughs> you have a very managed mentality. Uh, <laughs> I have seen your collection. When you say it like that, you got, I was about to say, you said it, you put way too much of a pause. <laughs> He was like, is she talking about his hard drive? She's talking about his DVDs no. from, the, from the 90s? I've seen your collection of socks. You're a big-ass man, child. I am. I got on Crocs right now for people who can't see with, uh, well, right now, they're not too childish. There's a lot of Black Lives Matter stuff on them. Um, yeah, big-ass yeah. man, child. That's how you stay young, man. Um, <laughs> children laugh a lot. Every Honestly, when you talk to a doctor or a health person, Mm -hmm. they always go back to when you were a child. If you say, hey, I'm going to the chiropractor. We're going to talk about my spine. You know what he's going to say? When you're born and you're a child, your spine is like this. And as we get old, you go get a trainer. And you say, I want to learn how to work out because ladies love to do legs. Y'all love to squat. Y'all want to get butts. First thing your trainer going to say is, this is the way babies pick up stuff. And they're going to show you how babies do it. When you want to be happier, people are going to talk about, go back to when you were happy. Usually flash 